So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, Gigging Pros? Welcome back to the Gigging Musician Podcast. It's Jared, and I am excited today to share you some of the hidden findings from my venue tours. So if you haven't listened to this podcast in a while, we do something called the venue tour, um, and I've shared exactly how to do it, but I'm just going to do a quick recap if you are a new listener here, or if you are a seasoned listener and just want to make sure you're on the right track with it. So in order to market our music, because we really like live performances here, that's what we do, but we realize that we have to market it to get it out there. People aren't just going to come to us and say, oh my gosh, you're a fit for our next blank. You got to come play. Uh, So we have to market it, get the word out there about us, and then use some sales techniques to actually sell a gig. That way people are comfortable spending lots of money on a musician, which in their mind typically has a reputation for being a little less reliable or not worth it. So we market to them, get them interested in what we're doing, and then we sell to them and increase the perceived value of what we do and convey confidence and convince them to take the action of actually booking us with a contract and money in our account before we set foot on stage. And so, in my opinion, one of the best ways to market yourself is by building relationships with the other members of the events team that the people who hire the band or the string quartet or the whatever, who they work with. So, you know, this might not necessarily work for bar gigs, but it will definitely work for the higher paid uh, private event gigs. So we build these relationships with other members of their events team. And the easiest one by far, and probably the most effective is venues. So if you have a corporate event that's held at the Metropolis Ballroom, then you know that other corporate events also probably hire the Metropolis Ballroom to host their events too. But you won't have access to those other corporate event planners because they don't necessarily like search on uh, Google for a band. They might, but they might not. But the one guaranteed place that they're going to be you know, associated with is the venue that they're hiring. So you build the relationship with the venue manager at the Metropolis Ballroom and you introduce yourself And you do this for many different ballrooms all across your city. And you can even go outside your city and you schedule a tour. You say, hey, I'd love to come in and check out your space, hear how it sounds, because I'm going to bring my instrument or I'm going to sing and just hear how your acoustics are, which, you know, be earnest in that you do want to hear how the acoustics are because that impacts how you perform. But understand that, you know, that is your foot in the door. That is one of the ways that they'll be like, oh, totally, I get that you want to hear my space, and I'd love to hear you play. So you're getting a chance to show them how you play. So I've been doing a lot of these and following up after them, and I've discovered a lot of hidden benefits to doing this. So, you know, there's, it's not just the fact that they now know and like you and trust you, but there's some other really cool things that happen once you start doing this. Um, the first of which is 
well, one, you get to understand and see these venues at a very detailed level. Like, I take pictures at these venue tours of the different spaces inside these venues. Like, um, there's one really cool one, the Milwaukee War, War Memorial Museum. And they have, like, two different indoor spaces that are wildly different. So taking pictures of them, keeping those on file, like in a Google Drive or something, um, just makes it so much easier for when later, say, a wedding says, hey, I'm getting married at the War Memorial, then you can tell them, oh, yeah, I was just there chatting with the venue owner, and I took some pictures. Which space are you getting married in? And then you could tell them, oh, yeah, I know that that place has these amazing glass walls, that the acoustics are are pretty ringy and and beautiful. The string quartet will sound amazing in that space. And so, you know, I do that for every single one. Plus, if you're an amplified band, then you can actually see where are the power outlets. What is the power situation in each space? And you'll know, like, if this space has a difficult power situation, then you need to discuss that with the client before they hire you. And they will trust you so much more if you tell them, oh, yeah, that, um, you know, so-and-so ballroom has a very difficult power situation but I've already chatted with the venue manager about how to handle that. And they would run extension cords from the other side and tape them down. And no other band is going to say that because no one else is doing these kind of venue tours. So if you do this, you're going to be one of the only ones in your city and that much more respected because of it. Some of the other cool things is that you can ask the venue manager about their venue And this is going to build more connection with the venue manager because they're going to want to share with you their best work. But also, you're going to discover some more cool things about this venue that you might not have discovered otherwise. Um, I just did a uh, three venue tours in one day last week. It was a lot. It was probably too much because there was a lot of driving involved. But it was really amazing because I got to ask all these questions of the venue managers, including one of my favorites, because it's going to be, you know, this will, this question will arm you with a lot of knowledge. And the question is, how much does renting your venue cost? And so this question really helps you understand a lot of things about this venue. One of which is what kind of demographic does this appeal to? Um, Because, you know, venues don't all cost the same. There are some wedding venues that people will drop $7,000 on a venue. And then there are other venues, like in the the same day that I did three tours, I went to a $7,000 venue. And then later in the afternoon, I went to a venue that only charges $300 for their rental. And those two different venues are going to attract wildly different demographics You know, people that are interested in spending $7,000 for a lavish event are probably going to spend more on a band, whereas people that spend $300 on their venue probably are a little more budget conscious and might not spend as much on a $7,000 band, for example. Um, It also helps you understand where, like, what their busy season is, because people the venue managers will answer that question like, well, we have a peak season from June to September where the rentals are, you know, $10,000. But in the colder months, October all the way to May or whatever, you know, the rental goes down to $3,500. So you'll understand what the busier times are for them and if they charge more for 
peak days, like Fridays and Saturdays, or versus like in the middle of the weekday, they'll charge less. So what you're doing is you're discovering how this member of your events planning community runs their business. And that accomplishes so much, builds so much connection with them, and also makes you way more confident about being a member of this community yourself. Because when somebody's trying to hire you, yes, they're looking for the amazing results of having live music that enhances their event in a way that nothing else can. But also, they're looking for an expert in the events industry. And so if you're only just keeping your head down in in the music and you're ignoring everything else out there, then you're not going to come across as an expert in the events industry. You'll come across as an expert in the music industry, perhaps. But really, the value is when you can be that expert for them in the events industry, too. So there's so many other hidden benefits to this. Um, I can't urge you enough to try a venue tour. I, I've i told a lot of people about this because, you know, I don't really keep secrets. <laughs> I, I'm the worst secret keeper in the world. That's why I put a whole book of them, Gigging Secrets. So I've told a bunch of people about this venue tour. And sometimes I get this objection, people saying like, hey, but I don't have all this time to go and network with people and play at venues that's beneath me. And I have to ask to them, like, do you not have time to build your career? Because this this is how it's done. Like, are you more focused on, I don't know, not not music at, at some other job? And if that's the case, that's fine. But if you want to build your music career, you will make the time to do the things that actually advance it. And do you think that meeting with these venues and tell, showing them how good you are and building this relationship with them and then asking them, hey, if a client is looking for a jazz band, would you recommend mine and put my website on your, your website? Do you think that that would help you and, and advance your career? And if it does, if, if the answer is yes, or even if the answer is maybe, I just give it a try you really have nothing to lose. Like it's free to do these venue tours. Sure. A couple of dollars in gas to get you here and there. But you know, if, if a couple of dollars is a lot for you, then I don't know, find, find somewhere else to make that money back. Because I promise you the gig that you book from building this relationship, is going to pay for that literally hundreds of times over just even one partnership with a venue will pay for it hundreds of times over. So give it a shot. So many hidden benefits to doing these venue tours. And um, yeah, that's all I got for you today. So thanks for listening to the Gigging Musician podcast. If by now you haven't heard, I am giving away my Gigging Secrets book. Um, It is available for free. You just have to pay a little bit of shipping. It is at giggingsecrets.com. You'll uh, go there and, and put in your address, hit the send me my book now button. And a few days later, it'll arrive on your doorstep and you'll get to see some more really cool things about gigging. So get your copy, free copy today at giggingsecrets.com. And just remember, you are just one gig away. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.